It's time for the Hammer Down Show with Jared Jesselitis. Oh, yes. And what was that beginning, middle, and end part again? Streaming online at 1017thehammer.com. All right, sounds good. Let's do this. Today, uh, we'll have Sam King on here in just a little bit. Boy, IU uh, Health Boys Hoops Classic kicks off tonight. Uh, we're going to go through some of those games with him here in just a little bit and uh, see what he thinks uh, about all the matchups and who he's got winning here tonight. Let's get started with Need to Know News. Here's your Need to Know News. All right, uh, let's start with last night. Colts lose the Steelers. After uh, failing to convert on fourth down late in that one, closes out the game. Lots of fans upset with Jeff Saturday and his non-use of timeouts that he had in his pocket. 24-17 the final. Uh, to his credit, uh, Saturday today in front of the press said that uh, he wishes he would have used the timeouts. And watching it back, you could tell they were a little out of sorts. Hey, uh, I guess uh, you live and you learn, right? Big night for Jelani Woods. Eight catches, 98 yards. Jonathan Taylor with 20 carries, 86 and a touchdown. Matt Ryan, 199 yards, one touchdown, one INT, one fumble for him. Next up, it ain't going to get any easier for the Indianapolis Colts. They will head to Dallas to face the Cowboys as an 11-point road dog. Congratulations to Purdue Zach Eady and uh, Fletcher Lawyer. Zach is the Big Ten Player of the Week. Fletcher is the freshman of the week. A stunner last night in L.A. is the Pacers late last night. Drop a three to stun the Lakers 116 to 115 as time expires. The rookie Andrew Nebhard knocks down the game winner right in LeBron's face. You'll love to see it. Miles Turner with a double-double. Halliburton, 24 points, 14 assists. Pacers head to Sacktown tomorrow night, 10 p.m. Bulls were also a road dog last night of about six points, and they win 114-107 in Utah. DeMar DeRozan with 26 points led the way for the Bulls. That's three in their last four now. They're going to head to Phoenix tomorrow night. The Big Ten ACC Challenge kicked off last night, and uh, it looks like the Big Ten's got a little bit of a hole to dig out of. Virginia Tech, a 10-point winner, 67-57 over Minnesota. This shocked the heck out of me. Pitt put up 87 at Northwestern to win 87-58. Northwestern was like ninth, ninth in Ken Palm's adjusted defensive rating. I mean... They had been really good. And they gave up 87 to an absolutely terrible Pitt Panther team. Shot 48% from the field. Pitt shot 63.6% from behind the arc. They came into that thing in the low 20s. 
I mean, they got rebounded Northwestern. I, I was disappointed in that game because I you, you heard me on the show. I had been an early a believer that Northwestern was maybe a little bit better than people realized. Wasn't saying they were going to contend for the Big Ten, but I thought they looked improved. Last night was definitely a step back. This was all tied up at 7 minutes and 14 seconds in the first, and then it all went haywire from there for Northwestern. Tonight, the Big Ten ACC Challenge will continue. Plenty of games, too. Maryland's a 12-point favorite at Louisville. Penn State, a a 1.5-point dog at Clemson. Syracuse is a a 12-point road dog at Illinois. Iowa, a 15.5-point favorite at home against Georgia Tech. You got Wisconsin, a 6-point favorite at home against Wake Forest. And number three, Virginia, a four-point favorite at Michigan. Oh, that's just begging you to take Michigan tonight, isn't it? They're begging you to take Michigan here tonight, and it's I don't think it's a good play. Also, the uh, like I said, the IU Health Boys Oops Classic starts tonight. Over at McCutcheon, round one tonight, it's Twin Lakes versus Rensselaer Central at 6, followed by Benton Central against the Mavericks at 7.30. Over at Harrison, it's West Lafayette and Central Catholic at 6 o'clock, followed by Jeff and Harrison in May Gymnasium at 7.30. There you go. That is today's Need to Know News. All right, we split Big Ten Classic picks last night. And to be honest with you, I was shocked at the team that that covered and the one that didn't. Like I said, I thought Northwestern had been so good. So good on defense. They gave up 50 in that second half to Pitt. Blows my mind. I mean, this was just a team that took number 13 Auburn to the wire on a neutral court, 43-42. to Defensively, they had given up. 42, 52, 52, 63, 46, and 54. The best of competition? No. But still, I didn't think Pitt. Pitt had 87 points in him. I mean, what did they put up here? They put up 80 against UT Martin. 56 against West Virginia. 60 against Michigan. 67 against VCU. 73 against Alabama State. They didn't even put up this many points against Fairleigh Dickinson. And put up those points against William and Mary. I was shocked by this one. But we backdoor covered Minnesota, who looked to be dead in the water, and uh, Virginia Tech put in the backups. And then they just came back on them. uh, That was a nice backdoor cover. So one for one last night on the uh, Big Ten ACC Challenge. We want to do a little bit better here tonight. Okay? So, what are we looking at? I think we target the Wisconsin game here. I think you got a pretty good matchup here for Wisconsin because they are very solid defensively against a 6-1 Wake Forest team. You're only asking to cover 6 here tonight. Wake Forest 
has not played an opponent inside the uh, top 100 Ken Palm this season. Wake Forest's best win is against 109th-ranked Georgia, and they only won that one by 10. You got Wisconsin at home. I think we like that. I think we like the Illini to go over 140 tonight, too. They average uh, 84.7 points per game. That's combined, by the way, on the uh, over. 84.7 points per game. They're fifth nationally in field goal percentage. They're at home. 1.21 points per possession. That's 96th percentile. They can fill it up, and they will do that here tonight. Now, full disclosure, this is how I ran tonight. I took Maryland money line over Louisville because, again, that's a bad Louisville team. Maryland's got to cover 12. you got to think Louisville at one point might shake off the rust here a little bit and figure it out. So what I did was I took the Maryland money line, I took the Wisconsin money line, I took the Iowa money line, and I went ahead and uh, I bumped down the over on that uh, Syracuse and Illinois down to 137.5. I bought the three points. That gets me to plus 132. I mean, you're basically just leveraging that Syracuse and Illinois game at that point, right? You like Wisconsin, you like Iowa, you like Maryland tonight. You take that, you get Illinois to go out there and put up another 85, 86. You're only asking for, what, like 50, 50 some odd out of uh, out of Syracuse? I don't think that's a bad play. Illinois likes to get up and down the floor. Syracuse averages 74 points per game. They allow 70 per game. And they're shooting 45%. I like the over in that one. So I take the Maryland, Wisconsin, and Iowa money lines. Get that over Syracuse and Illinois. I bought a few points just to be safe. If you just went ahead and took it straight up with the 140 and a half, which is where it came out at, you're you're probably about like one, uh, you're you're probably close to almost two to one on your money with that little parlay right there. That'll be the play. We'll put it together. Let's see what we can do uh, here with the uh, best bets for this evening, Big Ten ACC Challenge. Excited about that. Uh, also, the IU uh, Health Hoops Classic for the boys. That is tonight. Sam King, Lafayette Journal and Courier. He's coming up next. We'll talk about those matchups and the outlook for boys basketball here locally. That's coming up next. Stay tuned. This is the Hammer Down Show on 1017 The Hammer and 1017. Welcome back to the Hammer Down Show on 1017 The Hammer, 1017TheHammer.com. I'm Jared Jesselis. We're going to go over to our Hammerhead Hotline, our Blue Fox Heating and Cooling Hammerhead Hotline, and bring in Sam King of the Lafayette Journal and Courier is with us. Uh, a big night here of uh, high school basketball with the uh, IU Health Hoops Classic tipping off at both McCutcheon and Harrison. Sam, a, uh, a pleasure to catch up with you here. Uh, before we get into this um, this basketball tourney and what we're looking like winter sports-wise, uh, I, uh, I I saw an interesting note this uh, just this morning. I missed it yesterday, but uh, Twin Lakes with a uh, with a football change there. I saw Coach Sailor. That's a that's a name that rings out locally here. Is uh, going to be stepping down from that position, and uh, Twin Lakes will need to find a uh, new headman there. What what were your thoughts when you heard that? Um, yeah. So I'll, unfortunately for Twin Lakes, they they've really struggled the last couple of years. I think uh, went two and eight last year. Uh, they won just one game this year 
Um, but yeah, Coach Taylor did a great job at Carroll before he took the Twin Lakes job uh, about three years ago. And actually, his first year at Twin Lakes went pretty well, um, all things considering. Um, it's just, you know, that's a tough place to win, I think, especially when you consider the league that you're in and where other schools in that conference are right now. Um, you know, and all this stuff cycles through. Um, but West Lafayette is obviously a powerhouse right now. Central Catholic is really good. Um, you know, Western has become a very good football team in that conference, Hamilton Heights. So um, it's just, you know, right now you're, you, you've got to have a really good team to even uh, be in the upper echelon of, of, that, of the Hoosier Conference. And, um, you know, Twin Lakes hasn't been there a couple of years. And, um, you know, I think I saw uh, what he said on, on Facebook maybe, or maybe it was Twitter, um, that he wanted to spend more time with family. And um, you can certainly um, sympathize with anybody because these people, I don't think anybody knows who's not affiliated with a coach, how much time they spend away from their families during football season because it is, you know, it doesn't start in the week one uh, like it does for the rest of us. It starts uh, basically back in the spring and goes all through the summer with uh, workouts and going to camps and all kinds of things like that. And then you get, um, at minimum, 10 weeks of, of a, an actual season um, that you prepare for. And then uh, from there, you know, you kind of maybe take a sad relief briefly, but um, it can wear on you, especially I know he's got young kids. So um, that's always something, too, where um, I'm sure you can kind of understand Absolutely. When you're really busy, there, there are times where you're like, man, I really just me and miss being dad at home. So That's why I'm not going down to the championship game on Saturday. My daughter literally this morning in the, in the car drop-off line, Dad, do you have football tonight? Uh, so, yeah, I know exactly what that's like. Felt bad for them, man. They had the, I know they were really banged up here, too. I think we saw them, the West Lafayette game, Twin Lakes, and uh, Coach Saylor said he had like oh, something like 50-some-odd kids uh, to start out the season, and then he had to cancel like JV games because they didn't have any offensive linemen because they were so banged up. That's a, man, it's just, that, that's a tough pill, man. It, it really is. I, I'd like to see him back at one point because he's a good dude. Uh, but best of luck to Twin Lakes. Best of luck to Coach Saylor uh, in uh, whatever the next moves are there for him. Uh, we, we we love those guys. All right, uh, let's move on to tonight. IU Health Hoops Classic. We just got done with the girls a couple weeks ago. Now it's time for the boys. Uh, Twin Lakes Rensselaer Central, Benton Central McCutcheon, West Lafayette Central Catholic, and Jeff Ann Harrison uh, tonight here. Uh, just in general, how do you feel the outlook is locally for our high school boys teams? Do you feel like it's going to be a good year locally for talent, or is this – Maybe a little bit of a down year. This is about average. On the whole, Sam, uh, what should we expect out of local boys' hoops this year? Well, I think I will know a lot more come about 9, 30, 10 o'clock Saturday when uh, all these games in this tournament are played. But um, every year, you know, teams lose key players and you start to wonder, you know, that next year this team, you know, they perhaps maybe had a lot of young players last year and next year maybe is a breakout year and then people – uh, graduate and say, okay, well, that team should be down next year. Well, um, you never really know until, you know, the coaches might know, but, uh, and for somebody in my situation, you never really know until you start seeing, uh, the new pieces and, um, you know, new players that have sprouted up. You know, Lafayette Jeff is a team that I thought maybe would take a dip. And then you see what the Broncos did in, in the season opener. Um, and you're thinking, wow, that's, that's pretty impressive to beat, uh, Indy Metro team that I know it's a smaller program, but it's a, a school that you think in the um, Class A division and out of Indianapolis um, should have a pretty good year. And, and Jeff goes out and waxes them by 
40 something points. Um, going into this week, I would have probably said, or going into this season, I probably would have said Harrison is the, the best team around here. Um, that still might be the case. And, you know, I, I think playing Lafayette Jeff tonight, we're going to find out. Um, that should be a really good game to kick this tournament off. Um, you know, I think that's 7.30 game at Harrison tonight. So uh-huh. that's definitely one that I am eyeing just to kind of see, you know, maybe that's two best teams. I don't know. Um, this Benton Central uh, team is, is um, you know, pretty impressive. Just, you know, if you watched them last year, they shot the ball extremely well. And I felt like last year it was a team that could beat anybody just because uh, it just takes a night where everybody's hitting and, and they're going to shoot a team out of the gym a couple of times. So, um, that's kind of what's great about this opening round. You start to get a feel for what these teams have. And, um, you know, obviously Central Catholic's got a new head coach. Uh, we've been here a while because I remember covering games where uh, Jeff Van Arsdale was coaching against Dave Barrett, and now we're getting <laughs> their kids as head coach going against each other tonight. So, um, you know, that tells me I've been doing this a while. Yeah, Sam King with us of the uh, Journal and Courier here on our Hammerhead Hotline. You know, you bring up, uh, Jeff, I feel like we had that uh, story last year. We weren't really sure, uh, you know, because what last year was the first year without Brooks, right? Or is that two years ago? Um, but I, I think we thought maybe this is a team, okay, what's what's going to happen here? But, you know, Coach Mark Byronheiser just continues to, to reload over there in year, what, 30, 39, now 40, I think he's he's up to. I mean, holy smokes, uh, he just continues to crank out great programs, 85 and 21, in his fifth year of that school, I, I mean that's that's absolutely uh, remarkable how uh, the man just he just knows how to put together winning basketball. Yeah, and I mean he was tremendously helped by last year. Uh, they had Javen Buchanan who left and went to play at a school in Wichita, Kansas. Uh, had moved back to Lafayette Jeff, and when he moved back, he was not the same uh, kid that left. He had grown quite a bit. He looked uh, far more athletic and, and built and ended up being an Indiana All-Star. So that definitely helped that team. Um, but now he's gone, and it's, you know, it's, uh, who's going to score for them? And then you see, um, you know, the other night, uh, Davion Penny. Is a, Penny is a name that's familiar around here. Um, the, several of them came through Logansport and uh, had great basketball careers. And uh, this is a sibling of them, and he's at Lafayette Jeff, and uh, he seems to be a really good player. And I think that, um, you know, they're going to, kind of formulate the system to what they have. And, um, you know, in the past they've wanted to run up and down the floor, but there were times last year where that wasn't the case. And I think that uh, part of that is just um, Mark Barnheiser obviously has been around for a long, long time, as you mentioned. He's coached in Alabama. He's coached at numerous schools throughout Indiana in his career and uh, has been successful at most of them. So uh, you, you don't count them out and uh, – Seems like he's, you know, he's got at least a couple guys that you can count on to score. And then um, it seems like every year that I talk to him, uh, he's very, uh, you know, probably because he's around it every day, just very picky about uh, little things. They'll beat a team by 40, and you go talk to him after the game, and he said, we didn't defend well enough. And it's, you know, what, what are you, you know, complaining about when you win a game by 40? Well, there's a reason you're successful, because you kind of expect perfection, and um, you don't stop until you get as close as you can to that. Talk with Sam King of the Journal and Courier on our Hammerhead Hotline. I want to go over to West Lafayette. You mentioned Jacob Van Arsdale in his second season there. Not the not the best start last year. Uh, five and nineteen, uh, just scored forty six points per game. They did win two in this uh, in this tournament last year, but uh, again, that's almost half of the wins that they uh, they had last year. 
What can we expect out of them in, in, in year two? I know that program's had a couple of down years. Um, where's the bar at for the Red Devils, you think, this year? Yeah, well, last year this tournament was the high point of the season, and you started to think, well, you know, he came in here right away and made an impact and uh, surprised everybody by beating Harrison in this tournament. But they had injuries last year. Then they were trying to put some young kids who probably weren't ready. Uh, they had a lot of kids who hadn't played varsity basketball before um, that uh, were on the floor last season. And it sounds like that's going to be the case again probably this year uh, to some degree. But, um, you know, there's more familiarity now because he's been there for a whole year. Uh, he's kind of, you know, probably started to put his stamp on the program and what he wants. And sometimes when you're trying to do that on the fly or adjust because things aren't going well, um, that's tough to do. Um, also, when, uh, when Coach Wood retired uh, two years ago, People forget there was a, a kid named Braden Shrewsbury in that program. That's uh, he masked a lot of things that weren't going well at times uh, with what he was able to do uh, because he could score 35 or 40 points in any given game, and he could shoot from anywhere on the court. And when you have to defend a kid, basically the second he gets across the midcourt stripe, that opens up a lot of things. And they didn't have that guy last year that uh, could give you consistently, um, you know, 20 points or whatever it might be. Um, other than a postman who ended up getting hurt. And um, once he was down, it was basically at times just fire up threes and hope they go in uh, in some of the games that I saw. So uh, I think that's going to be a much better year, um, even if the wins don't account for that, which I, I hope they do. And I certainly think that there will be more victories. But uh, just in terms of, you know, what, uh, what Coach Van Arsdale wants out of that program and what he's trying to do there. So, uh, I'm excited to see them play Central Catholic tonight just to kind of see what that team looks like. Sam, of course, too, uh, there is one team locally not in this tournament, uh, but is still a, uh, you know, still, still going to be playing basketball this year. And I, I am as guilty as anybody is forgetting about that sometimes because I get so locked into everything we do with football. But that's, you know, that's Faith Christian. Uh, I know they did not get out to a good start against, uh, Seeger. Uh, that girls' program is uh, doing great, but what about the boys' side for the Eagles this year? Yeah, uh, they went 500 last year, and um, that, quite honestly, is a pretty good year for them. Um, they've had this long run of uh, trying to win in the sectional. I, I don't think they'd ever won a sectional game until two years ago, and then they, they beat Clinton Central, and then for a while they had a game with Central Catholic a couple years ago, and I think – that kind of instilled a little bit of confidence last year. Um, you know, I think 11 wins maybe, and yep. they lost uh, several games last year that were, you know, two-point, three-point overtime type games where you felt like uh, if they could just kind of figure out a way to close some of those games, you're talking about a 15-win team, and then went to the sectional and again uh, won another sectional game. So I think it's trending in the right direction. Um, this is now um, – you know, you got the same coach for two years in a row, which is a huge deal. Uh, a few years ago, they had the same coach for seemingly forever, and that rolled over, and you had a, a one-year coach in, in Raleigh Norton who's been around Faith Athletics for a long time and coached several different sports. But, uh, no, I, I think that this is a team that uh, can be pretty dangerous, and uh, I figured uh, when Faith Christian became an IHSA school now seven, eight years ago, um, it was only a matter of time before the athletic programs there got rolling, and uh, we certainly saw that in the fall because they had a lot of success in, in cross-country, and both of the soccer programs were really good. Volleyball was 
outstanding. Now you're seeing the girls' basketball team do very well. Um, I think that's contagious. When you see all of your peers winning in, in lots of different sports, that rolls over, and I think that um, they kind of developed a winning culture there at Faith Christian. Sam King, Journal and Courier, all over the boys' IU Health Hoops Classic for you this week. Uh, again, both those games, or uh, all four games, kick off here tonight. Uh, two at McCutcheon and two over at May at Harrison. Sam, it's always a pleasure talking some high school sports with you here. Uh, excited to really get uh, deep into these uh, winter uh, programs, get wrestling up and running, uh, you, you know, gymnastics. I mean, uh, winter, winter really gives us a lot of great swimming and diving, too. I know we got uh, uh, some good swimmers here locally as well. I know you're fired up to be covering all of it as well. Absolutely. Um, you know, and the thing is, it's over before you really know it. So um, hopefully it doesn't go by too fast, but uh, th- there's a lot of good things to look for this winter for sure. Hey, thanks, Sam. We always appreciate it, buddy. Thanks for having me on. Take care, bud. All right, we're going to take another break. When we come back, I got uh, Caitlin and Scott from Purdue Sports. Uh, they're on with us here. I know you want to know about your tickets for uh, Saturday. I know you want to know about Purdue basketball tickets. They've just actually, and i got to double-check how many they got left here, but I heard they opened up some for a uh, men's basketball game that I think you're going to want to attend and uh, a few other things of note that you're going to want to know about. That's all coming up next. Stick around. There's more Hammer Down Show on 101.7 The Hammer and 101. Welcome back to the Hammer Down Show on 1017 The Hammer and 1017TheHammer.com. Over to our Blue Fox Heating Cooling Hammerhead Hotline we go. And uh, Caitlin and Scott are with us from uh, Purdue Sports. It's just been an amazing, amazing weekend of Purdue athletics. I know everybody, I mean, the, the whole department has to be riding high over there, guys, right? Definitely. Having fun over there. But we got another great week of Purdue action. Uh, tomorrow, we've, uh, we're back to Mackey, right? So this is the last Big Ten ACC challenge, it sounds like. And, uh, uh, we've got Syracuse coming in to take on the women on Wednesday night. Tell me about that. Yeah, yeah. Like you said, um, we have a 6 p.m. tip-off tomorrow here in Mackey uh, for Purdue Women's Basketball. We are playing Syracuse. Like you said, it is a Big Ten ACC Challenge, so it should be a really good matchup just in general. Um, tickets are still available, so definitely come join us, uh, especially if you've missed out on your chances to go see men. So you got another option with women. All right. Uh, the men are on the road, so... Uh, you'll uh, be able to get into Mackey and watch KG and Calvin. He, by the way, won two out of three in Cancun over the weekend, too. So uh, get on down there and uh, check them out. Then uh, we don't have anything else going on till Friday. Uh, congratulations to Dave Shondell in volleyball. Uh, they are heading down to Louisville to uh, get a rematch with Tennessee. Can I get tickets to that already, or is that is, is what's the deal with tickets for volleyball? Yeah, so they're actually playing in a very small venue. So tickets sold out in the first twenty or so minutes of them going on sale. Um, what? Yesterday, which which is awesome, but also unfortunate that um, there will be a limited amount of fans. But you can still catch the game Friday, four p.m. It is on ESPN Plus if you'd like to tune in and support uh, the Boilermakers as they take on Tennessee. That's it. I'm going out to Vegas to watch wrestling instead. <laughs> Forget it. Uh, all right. That, <laughs> that takes care of Friday. Also, shout-out to uh, men's swimming. It's at Greensboro for the uh, U.S. Open for the weekend, too. Uh, that brings us to uh, a big thing on Friday. There is Boilermaker football on Friday. Lucas Oil Stadium uh, against Michigan. Uh, can I pick up tickets for that? There's got to be tickets available for that one, right? It is on Saturday. but That's uh, right. Yes, Saturday. Yeah. Technically, yes. You can pick up tickets. You can do it through their Ticketmaster, through Lucas Oil. Um, however, if you want to get tickets through Purdue, you have to be a John Purdue Club member. Um, so you can call in today to essentially upgrade your membership to be able to get uh, request tickets through us. If not, 
Got to pay those Ticketmaster fees <laughs> to get tickets. Yeah, don't want to do that. Uh, flex that uh, John Purdue Club muscle and uh, get them through Purdue. Uh, i got to think for the, what the fees uh, they're going to charge you over Ticketmaster. You could probably upgrade your membership for Pete's sake. So definitely make sure you inquire about that. And then on Sunday, men's basketball is back. Big Ten season kicks off against Minnesota. Are there tickets available for that game? There are not. Uh, I know, such a bummer. But um, we are taking on... Minnesota, 5 p.m., it is our bobblehead game, so, you know, come out, come early, um, get yourself a bobblehead and support Purdue coming off a couple big wins this past weekend. Terry uh, Dissinger bobblehead, correct? That's, that's the, uh, yeah. That's correct, yes, sir. That's going to be awesome, so make sure you get on out there. If you do have those tickets, get there early uh, for the bobblehead. And then on uh, Monday, women's basketball is going to be out in East Lansing, but, uh, yeah, uh, we also want to bring up uh, Wednesday's game for uh, Purdue men's basketball. Next Wednesday, they take on Hofstra. Uh, that game is not televised, but you guys are doing Elf Night on the 7th. Correct. That is our Elf Night. Um, there'll be various Elf-themed elements throughout the game. There'll be a fun Elf-themed Purdue poster. Um, so just bring a can good um, to donate, and you'll get a poster. So lots of fun Elf things. You know, We're giving away Elf hats to students, so... You know, we're just getting the spirit over here. And and Zach Eady could be Buddy the Elf, and you don't have to do any, like, camera work to make it look like, you know, every, against everybody else. That's the cool part about that. So That's very true. He could. <laughs> Again, all natural. It's a great week of Purdue Athletics. When you want to keep up to date with all the promotions, the uh, get your tickets and more, where do the fans go? PurdueSports.com. It's so easy, guys. Hey, I appreciate it as always. Boiler up. We'll see you next week. Boiler up. I was, uh, when I talked earlier this morning to them, uh, you had, they just released some Hofstra tickets. They're sold out now. I think they had like some 50 extra tickets for Hofstra come, and then the uh, New Orleans game. At least I'm looking at the website. They're telling me that it's sold out now. So, uh, a great job there. I know everybody's like super geeked, um, about this basketball team. And, you know, they're going to go into Florida State tomorrow down to Tallahassee and, uh, Take on a uh, a Seminoles team that has uh, struggled here, but boy, like I said, we talked about this yesterday. You start looking at that uh, schedule over the next couple of weeks, and yeah, I mean, you're feeling pretty good going through the month of December. You don't you don't exactly hit the creme de la creme of the uh, Big Ten early on here, right? Because you get Minnesota on uh, on Sunday, and then on the road Nebraska on the tenth. I mean, the toughest game I think you got all month is that Davidson game, really. You get Rutgers at home, thank the good Lord. You're not out at Rutgers on, like, a Saturday afternoon. We all know how that goes. Again, you go till it's still a 20, uh, it's still a fifth when you get 25th ranked Ohio State uh, in January. So you're doing good. The accolades are coming in. If you got tickets, uh, congratulations, man. I hope you enjoy these games because I think you're watching something very, very special. And if you don't, uh, I do have tickets all season long for you to try to win. Uh, I think tomorrow we'll bust out some more here. I've got tickets to that Hofstra game next Wednesday for you to win. Uh, that game is not on TV either. That's on Big Ten Plus. So uh, uh, Elf Night, and I think you want to win tickets so you can actually watch the game. So we, we're going to have you covered. Uh, that'll be back here tomorrow on 101.7 The Hammer. We're going to take our final timeout, come right back with some things that we missed and more next here on 101.7 The Hammer, 101.7. Welcome back to The Hammer Down Show on 101.7 The Hammer and 101.7 TheHammer.com. Tomorrow we'll have tickets for you 
to win Purdue basketball, men's basketball versus Hofstra next week. Uh, I've got your tickets. That's tomorrow here on the show. All right, let's get you some things that we missed. Uh, right now, USA still up one nothing on Iran. Uh, 83 minutes into this one. Still up 1-2-0. All right, and things that we missed here. Uh, first off, we didn't really have a whole lot of time to dissect last night's decision-making from Jeff Saturday in that Colts game. Fans upset uh, at the end there, not using the timeouts. Used one, took the other two with them. Uh, the real sticking point here comes after a second down and 17. Matt Ryan scrambles 14 yards, dives, hustles him up to the line at the 26-yard line, and then quickly hands it off on third and three to Jonathan Taylor. And uh, that, that, that whole process, from the time Matt Ryan snaps it on second down to when they snap it at third down, took them about 30 seconds. And Jeff Saturday with his allotment, all, all three timeouts, elected not to use a timeout there. And the postgame said that, you know, he thought that he, he liked what they had out there, what they were doing, maybe thought the Steelers were a little gassed, and he didn't want to call it. Now what ends up happening is Pitt knows they're going to run it, and they stopped them for no gain. Got to call the timeout there. And now you've got fourth of three, which ends up being incomplete, and and the Steelers take over and they win. I I will say this. One, I would have called it after the Ryan scramble and just calmed things down. It's one thing to think you've got the other team on the ropes, but at the same time, that's a very critical juncture right there. You got three. Take your time. Make sure everybody's on the same page and execute. I mean, you simply have to down seven there. Uh, I think you rolled the dice. You lost that one. You live and you learn, like I said earlier here. This is a a mistake. At least I think it's a mistake that that you have to experience, be a coach, and go through to know a little bit better with with the clock management, I think. And this is going to be one of the downsides of Jeff Saturday as the head coach for the rest of the year is. Uh, A mistake of that nature. Now, it's not the reason they lost the game. Uh, You definitely can point back to the the mishandoff there between Ryan and Taylor at the one-yard line. Should have had the three points on the field goal there, got taken off. Um, because of the penalty, got another penalty and put it on the goal line. They fumble it and then they don't get it back. I mean, certainly that's the big, that's the sticking point for me in this uh, ball game. Uh, but Saturday came out today, says going back, look at it, seeing the team, should have called the timeout. Again, you live, you learn. But that shine that uh, this hiring had on it after beating the Raiders 25 to 23 weeks ago is slowly starting to come off here. The Steelers are not a good team. You hung in there with the Eagles. So you felt like you had it there. Now you got to turn around. You've got the Cowboys on the road. You got the Vikings on the road. And then you're going to come back and host the Chargers, which, by the way, I did not know this because I thought that secondary, especially Stephon Gilmore, are pretty darn good for the Colts. Did not know this. Uh, at home, they allowed the highest passer rating to opposing quarterbacks in the league. 
So, yeah, I mean, they're knocking on the door of two more L's, making that four in a row. And then the Chargers, who seem, they're okay. They're mediocre. They're better than the Steelers. They're not as good as the Eagles, Cowboys, or Vikings, but they're going to present some problems for you. You may not get another win. You've got a road trip for the Giants on New Year's Day, and then you're at home against the Texans. You may not get another W to the Texans there. And then I'll be interested to see what the fan base has to think about hiring Jeff Saturday full-time. Because remember, this was a move made uh, for the future, for full-time, right? This is basically like on-the-job training. Uh, speaking of coaching hires, uh, I the, the Nebraska hiring of Matt Rule, A-plus for them. And now Luke Fickle in Wisconsin, that is a great pickup for them. I was shocked to learn, though, that Jim Leonard did not receive any additional money for running that program uh, for what? How many games did was he in charge there? Over half the season, right? And then I think that he may have thought that that was his gig, and they, they hired Fickle. Now, Fickle's a great hire, and him and Leonard are talking about this to see if they can keep him on. But I kind of I, I couldn't if I was if I was Leonard I'd still feel a little bit miffed. Like I I took over there there wasn't any more money or anything like that and then he didn't seem like to have any forewarning that this was going to happen. You lose that last game and hello now there is a full time coach and it's not you. I'm sure there's plenty of more details that have to come out. But I, I don't know. Part of me feels like uh, Leonard got dealt a little bit dirty by his alma mater. And then finally today, the uh, Big Ten releasing some superlatives on the uh, special teams and, and defensive side of the ball today. Uh, all Big Ten first, second, and third team had zero, count them, zero Purdue football players on them. Seven did receive honorable mention, including Jalen Grant, uh, Branson Dean, Corey Trice, Kydra Jenkins, Jack Sullivan, Cam Allen, and Lawrence Johnson. But it is shocking to me that you can win the Big Ten West with literally nobody on defense that you would consider um, first, second, or third all Big Ten. Really mind-blowing to me. Uh, Look, it's hard to make a case for some of these guys. I like Jalen Graham. Didn't play for a good chunk of the season. I think Branson Dean, probably the guy, or Jack Sullivan, probably the guys that had the best cases to get in there. Cam Allen, maybe. Corey Trice with secondary. We have a lot of loaded secondaries in the Big Ten this year. So, man, that's that's real tough. That's a real tough look. But it's still, it says a lot about the offense, but Purdue was... You know, pretty much pedestrian in everything. It, not too high, not too low in almost every defensive category. It's right there in the middle of the road in most scenarios. And just doesn't, uh, I mean, it's a team that plays as a unit and doesn't have one lone, huge, big name that, that sticks out every game to you. And they're all solid Big Ten football players. But uh, I think in this day and age, you, you kind of have to be a little bit taken back by the fact that they're going to play the Big Ten championship game and they have nobody that the Big Ten considers first, second, or third team on defense. It's crazy, isn't it? That does it for us on the Hammer Down Show. I want to thank you guys for listening again tomorrow. We'll have those tickets for Purdue men's basketball against Hofstra. That game is sold out, and it's also not on TV, so I know you really want to go 
on Elf Night. So uh, let's see if we can't send you there. That'll be back here tomorrow. We want to thank Sam King for being a part of the program today. Don't forget, you can always go back and take a listen to the shows. I know I forgot to post yesterday's, but you can always go back and listen to this show. We post it up on our Facebook and also on uh, our Twitter page, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Audible, Spotify. It's all out there for the listening. We'll see you back here again tomorrow at 3 o'clock here on 1017 The Hammer, 1017 The Hammer.